0: Hey folks, it's Jeff Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to my podcast called Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. All right, crowdfunders. How's the week going? See that awkward silence? That, that, That... That's a technique I think that draws you in, draws you into the expertise and the podcasts. And I start to memorize, or not memorize, but uh, mesmerize you with my voice, right? Is it working? Is it working? All right. Hope you guys are having a great week. Um, we've got an interesting uh, episode. Uh, one that was ch- was a bit of a challenge, which was one that was, I had to work at it. You know, you get those once in a while, right? You get those where you, sometimes you just got to put some real hard work into it. So let me talk, tell you about it. So coming up on today's episode, I get to talk to David Kronstein. And he's got a, well, he has built, it's called Kronos. It's, and it's a high-speed camera. And it's on Kickstarter right now. And he's got two weeks to go. He had a, just under a $50,000 goal, and he's raised $333,000 and then some. So that's going to get higher. And this camera is a high-speed camera, so it, it shoots at, like, 1,500 frames per second, which in in the camera world... That's a lot of frames per second, you know. Typically, like your iPhones, I think shoot at thirty. So these can do really cool high-end slow-motion stuff. So interesting conversation because it, it flat out it it blows my mind when I whenever I find somebody that has kind of taken on like a huge industry, right? It's like when you think cameras, you think Canon, you know, or Nikon or whatever. You think of these like big, huge names: Blackmagic, Red, you know, the Dra- Red Dragon, Sony's, and it's like, you know, is there really? Um, space for let's just say the little guy so that's that's why i was just really really intrigued by this conversation and i'm um, glad we got to have it um like i said i had to work a little bit on it but it was good it's a good conversation so um if you're in the you know in the spirit of maybe upgrading your cameras sean neal i'm talking to you this might be an interesting uh tool to look at right so very cool so that's coming up so man December is here. It is absolutely freezing out here in Detroit. Freezing. Yes, I had to drop my son off. I did not have a stocking hat. Because I, I just I don't want my stocking hat on, right? I don't want my stocking hat. So the other big, big news going on in Woodshed Agency. Big news. And I'm going to start pimping this out more and more and more. But we have been working for the last year... On our first product, that's right. That's just me clapping because there's nobody here. Um, it's it's lonely when I do these intros. So, yeah, that's right. We've got a product that we're launching. It is the Woodshed Agency Roadmap, and it is over ten gigabytes. It's probably about f- maybe two hours, three hours of of expertise, advice, documents forms that we use. It is everything that we use here at Woodshade Agency to make campaigns successfully fund. And it's taken both uh, Sean and Paul to help out and edit the videos, um, Paul to make the documents look pretty, and it looks great, and I cannot wait to start offering it. And we're going to probably have an early bird special um, probably coming up here before the holidays. Um, just, to, just to get some momentum going before we really launch it uh, full on next year. Because it is it's, the reason I'm so excited about it, it's the most up-to-date content. What we have found is, um, and, and this is why we do the podcast, that crowdfunding changes quickly, social media changes quickly, that if you're not up on it you know, every six months, every quarter, if you, you know, if you read and you follow along on some blog from a, two years ago, that information, unfortunately, man... It probably isn't still sticking. It's just the it's just the nature of the game. So, we wanted to make a product that is easily um, upgradable, um, where we can change out content quickly based on all you know, based on these types of conversations. You know, when we talk to you know when we talk to David today, we're going to find out that you know his traffic all came from him having an established YouTube channel. That's a, that's awesome, right? It really shows the value of YouTube subscribers that turn into backers that's that's a huge huge thing you know now it took him a lot of time to to create that audience but the same concept is still there creating the audience right once you create that audience then you can then you can go from there and and run a successful crowdfunding campaign so so that's why, we, that's why we worked on this product. I'm so excited about it. Um, you know, like I said, we're gonna be, I'm going to be obviously talking about it more and more and more, um, and it's uh, coming down the pipeline. We're just finishing up some, um, some photo work, graphic design work, and uh, making it look extra pretty and extra sparkly for you. So um, hold on a second. I think my daughter needs something. Yes, Nevi, what can I get for you? Can you please go brush your iPad for a second? Please. You're not having any candy. So I'm, sh- I'm recording this right now at 8.50 in the morning. It's, I mean, we've only really been up out of bed for about an hour and we're already, I want candy. I want candy. What is going on with the sugar, man? That sugar, I swear, it is the most addicting thing going on right now. I mean, yeah, I know heroin can, can probably be up there opiates or whatever they're fucking called, whatever they're called. I don't know what they're called. But uh, yeah, candy, man. We're constantly in a battle of eliminating sugar, constant. So, all right, this is going to be a shorter interview, Um, and oh, another thing we're doing today, tune in a little bit later tonight, I have a second episode coming out today. I'm going to to do a double header today, that's right, a double header, like the old school MLB, you know what I mean? Do you remember those, when they used to do those? They don't do those too often anymore, I don't know why, I think it's probably because of the catchers, right? Is that what it is? You know, catchers get tired or something like that, But, but yeah. I'm going to release another episode about Red Dragon End, uh Six Villains. It's a tabletop game. So I'm going to put that episode up a little bit later today. But this one's a little bit on the shorter side, and which is why I wanted to give you extra, extra crowdfunding talk, right? That's what I, that's what I do for you. That's what I'm out there doing for you. Isn't that nice of me? All right. Let's kick into my conversation with David from the very successful campaign Chronos
1: I didn't even feel like I did yesterday cuz it's all bottled up in the cork as fucked this it It's true I'm walking away from everything. I see playing a stay it's a sad song to see oh, All
0: right David the red light's on. It's record time. All right. So why don't you tell my uh, tell my listeners a little bit about your very successful Kickstarter campaign that you have going on right now?
2: Yeah. So this is a Kickstarter for a uh, high speed camera. I've always been into high speed imaging f- since I was uh, ooh about, for about ten years, and uh, it's just sort of been my passion. I've always wanted to make a product, and this is just I've gone through several revisions, and now it's now it's out there, and it's doing really well, way better than I could have ever expected.
0: So, walk me through a little bit. It's, it, this is a pretty powerful camera that you're talking about here. Maybe, maybe tell my, uh, my listeners a little bit about what this camera can do.
2: Uh yeah it's it's like it's is much faster than your the high speed you get on your iPhone which is about 240 frames per second and some uh still cameras or some certain I think there was a Sony camera that can do 960 frames per second but this will go all the way up to 21,600 frames per second it's much more of a scientific or professional high speed camera but I'm still trying to keep the price to something that a typical user might be able to afford
0: right cool so and what can you do with you know with with uh, high you know uh, rates of speed like that when you're shooting photos what can happen with that kind of footage
2: you can see all sorts of things you could never see before like uh you could see a bullet coming out of a gun you can see uh glass cracking you can see all sorts of cool things that you just can't see on it with any with any sort of normal uh, consumer level camera
0: this is very cool so what i've stumbled upon your campaign i mean yeah, obviously i reached out right away because my company does video work so uh i sent your pro, your uh your your kickstarter link over to my uh, my buddy sean who's our video guy and he's he works actually at a video store right so he's mm-hmm. all into the professional stuff so he he instantly had a question about um how would this kind of rate compared to um you know like a sony red or or the black magic cameras that are out there on the market right now
2: yeah, I don't, the Black Cat Magic and those cameras don't go anywhere near this rate. Like they're they're more of uh, like film and TV cameras. This is more for high-speed research, scientific work, although you can, of course, use it for film and TV work as well. Oh,
0: really? Well, can you walk me through, like, what's the difference then on that? I guess I guess I didn't really realize that there'd be a difference.
2: Uh, yeah, oftentimes, uh, like, film and TV cameras are locked to certain rates, like multiples of 60, for example, is pretty mm-hmm. common. This one, you can run any frame rate you want. You can adjust the frame period in 10 nanosecond increments, which gives you incredible control. That that kind of thing, you just don't get in consumer cameras. And of course, the higher, it allows you to trade resolution for speed, so you can reduce your image resolution and increase the speed, because the pixel rate is a constant. Uh, The 1.4 in the name refers to 1.4 gigapixel per second.
0: Ah, interesting, interesting. So how on earth did you kind of dive into trying to make or not even try and just have made a high-speed camera like this i mean that just doesn't seem like you just stumble upon it and like i'm gonna make a camera
2: today oh no it was a, <laughs> a very long journey i started it all started in like early 2000s with MythBusters. And i loved the shots they were doing i was sort of doing similar stuff at home uh in 2006 an auction came up for a uh, i think it was an olympus i-speed high-speed camera Started at 150 bucks. It went ended at $3,800. You know, I, I was a student at the time, and I just could not afford that. <laughs> right. So I said, screw it. I'll build my own. <laughs> and then I did like five or six revisions. And at this point, now I'm ready to release. Wow. So, I mean, that's,
0: uh, that's a personality type to just decide to, to build your own of one of these things. How do you even start that process of building your own camera when you can't get the one you want?
2: It was... It was a huge learning experience. I was in school at the time, and I sort of helped drive my my learning where I took my career. I actually got several jobs from the work I'd done on this camera. It's just something you start out at, start at the beginning. You just work your way up. You learn, you learn, you learn. You figure out how you do things, and then you eventually you start knowing what you're doing, and then you just go. You see, I want to drive this project this way. I think I want to sell this, and you just go.
0: Wow, that's awesome. And... and- when it comes to like parts, do you have to make all them or, or how do you get like an assemble all the parts that are necessary to, to kind of get this, I'm assuming you've got to work through how much you want it to cost and, and you know, where
2: you're sourcing apart from, but, but how do you just do all that whole, that whole steps? You know, a lot of the, uh, like the printed circuit boards ask you usually uh, farm out to a different, to another company because that's just, you need a lot of equipment for that. Sure. Right. The, the cases I machined on my own in-house CNC machine, Although I plan to uh, contract that out, too, just because I, I don't have time to do absolutely everything. I need <laughs> right, to focus, right. on, focus on design. But yeah, I spent a lot of effort to make to reduce, to get the cost down, because cameras have always been, high-speed cameras have always been so expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, and,
0: and what do you see kind of, like, in your mind, the, the, your, the perfect customer avatar for this? Or who,
2: who is your consumer? I've been targeting very heavily like the YouTube uh, personality. I've uh, sent them to channels like the Backyard Scientist, Hydraulic Press Channel, uh, EEV Blog, who's an electronics reviewer, uh, Gun Channels. That's sort of who I've been targeting. And I think they, they seem to be really liking it.
0: It's in her, Yeah, I, I can imagine that. Yeah, because being able to slow motion uh, a nice gunshot coming out or something like that, it must yeah. be unbelievable to, to shoot that and see. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know what's intriguing on this is my... This just popped in my brain here, so this might be slightly off topic, but my, my sister got into... She's a... Um, uh, like a well-known softball coach in my area, or whatever, mm-hmm. and she uses some sort of camera system to slow down girls' like swings, their bat swings. And I can imagine this could be in golf or anything like that. Is this like overkill for that sort of pro- type of project, or would your camera be perfect for that as well?
2: I think it's pr- it's maybe a little bit overkill for things like baseball, but it work. It's a pretty good speed for like analyzing a golf swing, yeah, analyzing yeah, in ball impact.
0: Yeah, I-, I would imagine. And what kind of You know, kind of on the next question, in terms of software, how does this What kind of computer do you need to work with these sort of files? I mean, do you need the souped up gigantic Mac Pro or anything like that? Or or what do you need?
2: No, it's just a standard uh, H.264 compressed video like any camera would save. It works in any video editor. You don't need any, it's probably less intense than a lot of the files from normal uh, cameras. So it's certainly less intense than 4K
0: yeah that's uh that's what i was kind of wondering about if if, if this gets up into that 4k land where everything chokes you, know, you can't do anything at 4k yet, feels no. like interesting interesting so so where do you kind of see like how how where do you see this product in the next couple of years here uh like like how do you see it kind of maturing and, and going from this very successful kickstarter
2: i'd obviously like to keep selling it uh keep marketing it i'd like to do some upgraded uh versions eventually i want to do a 1080p and maybe even a 4k version but that's somewhat year or two in the future
0: Mm -hmm. And, and and how do you approach um you know just the i guess just the whole consumer land right you've got so many variables of making sure it works with this computer and and you know that lens and how do you you know kind of navigate this whole software world of upgrades and updates
2: and 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 that sort of stuff I've tried to. The camera is self-contained, so you don't need a computer to use it. You basically just use it and save files. And then the, the H.26 format is quite universal. I haven't had found any device like my phone will play the files. Every computer I've tried will play the play the files. I don't believe there's a huge there's a huge issue uh, there. And of course, oh, is the, it, yeah, is it something
0: that you have? Is it something that you have to kind of like prepare for it all? I mean, when you're when you're diving into like you know retail basically, Make, like making a, a a product like this that you've got to start to, uh, you know, you never know what kind of computer somebody has and they're just freaking out like oh, it doesn't plug into my 2006 Mac. I, I don't know, whatever, you know. Like, yeah, like how do you approach that as a
2: company? That's something I think we'll have to a little bit cross, our, cross that bridge when you come to it because you can never test every possible computer that someone could possibly use it on. In that case, we'll be providing support So we can easily update the camera software to fix any uh, problems, file format problems or anything that people may uh, come across. Yeah, that's that's
0: that's cool. Yeah, it's 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 such a and it's that how many prototypes did you kind of go through
2: before you got to the one you're on right now? We went through about six different versions. I'd say I wouldn't quite call them prototypes. I mean, the last two were prototypes of this sort of form factor, but I've made many different uh, versions while learning to do this.
0: Gotcha, gotcha.
2: And, and what do you think over the last few years has been like the biggest pivot,
0: um, you know, maybe that you've had to make where you, I don't know, you just couldn't do what you wanted to do and you had to change
2: something? Uh, the biggest thing was, I was using a different image sensor before, and it was much more expensive. It was like $1,500. Uh, the camera would have been would have sold for twice what it sells for now. And then this company Luxima announced the new image sensor that was like one fifth the price, twice as fast and I had to make a tough decision. Do I release this old one, which I could have gotten the camera out a year, year and a half ago? Mm. But I decided, no, I'll rip everything up, redo it with this new, much cheaper sensor. And I'm thinking that's a very good decision because five twenty five hundred twenty seven fifty is a lot easier to stomach than five thousand dollars. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. I can imagine that. Uh, mm-hmm. So, in that kind of the follow up to that, though. Over the last couple of years, what's been like that most monumental moment? Some, you know, where you just kind of stood back and were like, this
2: is really, really awesome that this is happening. I think it was when I had the previous prototype, put it, assembled it all in this 3D printed case, turned it on, and thought, wait a minute, this is a, this whole thing I've been working on on the bench for all this time is now in my hand, it's running. This is incredible. <laughs>
0: Well, did you go out and shoot anything right away with something and, and like, hey, this yeah, actually we, worked?
2: Yeah, we went out into the garage, did some like classic like water drops and uh-huh. so stuff like that. Yeah, it was it was amazing actually having something in your hand. Right. It's, it's, that's awesome. So what's your background a little bit? Where'd you grow up? Uh, in uh, Vancouver, BC. Yeah, I've been here my whole life. I studied electrical engineering at uh, BCIT. I sort of did the camera stuff sort of in parallel with that, which was a good learning experience as well.
0: Now, I mean, do you before building your own cameras? Were you out? Were you filming stuff? Uh, you know, for anything else?
2: Were you ever working uh, on video stuff? Yep, I was. I did a, started a YouTube channel in 2006 where I did product uh, teardowns, explaining how things worked, uh, showed like, projects, science things. Yes, yeah, so I've been in video for quite some time. Okay, all right, cool, 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 cool. So, what did your parents do, or what do they do? Uh, my dad's retired, but he used to be. Um, tech at the local telco installing fiber optics and uh, data terminals things like that okay how about your mom uh she's just a homemaker
0: okay so uh, yeah you know so how did you jump into like being an entrepreneur to the point where you wanted to build a camera like 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 where do you think that might have came from in in your you know your family history was a grandpa a big entrepreneur or or, you know where's kind of that drive coming from
2: I guess it's from myself. Uh, No one else in my family really has been an entrepreneur, but I just sort of, I didn't really take this project that seriously initially, but then it sort of, I saw there's nothing in the market competing with this. Hey, maybe I can develop this. And yeah, no, it's sort of fit into this little market niche. So it's going pretty well.
0: Yeah. So, well, let's flip a little bit over to the the Kickstarter uh, campaign that's active. So right now you're at uh, three hundred sixteen thousand dollars on a forty-seven thousand dollar goal. That's in U.S. dollars. Might be a little different yes. for you. Um, and you also have one hundred fifty backers, which is I think is amazing. So, how did you end up, you know, getting over to Kickstarter to uh to launch this project?
2: Uh, I sort of knew from quite early on I wanted to crowdfund it. This that was sort of a new thing at the time when I was earlier on in development. Uh, I guess yeah, we we're looking at a few different platforms but kickstarter is by far the most reputable because they vet the projects the most and i was Mm -hmm. confident the project would be vetted successfully by them
0: okay so yeah i mean so how did you come up with the you know the goal amount of uh, you know like forty eight thousand? i mean what did you guys need to to pull that was
2: that was basically that was but enough money to build about 20 units which was pretty much the minimum i was gonna uh commit to building just because it's there's volume discounts as you get into building more. And I didn't want to like build five or 10. It just doesn't make it worthwhile. But okay. yeah, 20 made it worthwhile. But yeah, it's surpassed that So, by so far. I think we're at 98 total cameras sold. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> that, that, that's awesome.
0: So, you know, did you have a strategy at all when you were approaching going to Kickstarter? I mean, did,
2: did you do anything marketing-wise or, you know? Yes, that was, marketing is very heavily, as I said before, YouTube-based. I sent it out to a whole bunch of YouTube channels, People who I know would knew would be interested in this and hadn't really used high speed before, mm-hmm. and they yeah they they've loved it. They've been so supportive in getting the message out. It's it's been amazing. So did you
0: send them like um, like a prototype camera to use or something like that or just some, yeah you know okay and then had yeah, them I shoot built, with uh,
2: it? yeah I built yeah uh, I built twelve prototypes. I sent eight of them out for uh, for a demo.
0: Cool, and so and and. So, the big strategy was YouTube. Are you doing like Facebook ads or anything like that right now? or
2: Not so far. it's been it's, the advertising from YouTube has been really good. They're starting to slow down, so I'm starting to look into doing some uh, ads now, but we'll mm-hmm. see how it, how it goes in the next few days. So you know,
0: back to kind of using YouTube because um, I think it's an interesting strategy. Um, did you how, Where did you direct them? Did you just direct them to like a landing page or when did you kind of start the whole process of marketing to them? uh direct you mean how to how i reached out to the youtubers well how, you know, see so how you reached out to them and then what did you ask them to do you know because i'm sure you didn't reach out to them the day before the, the campaign launched no. uh, yeah oh, yeah. So,
2: yeah so where where did you send them how, you know so i would, reached would out to that? them uh several months ahead of time just asking hey would you i have this camera i'd like to give you an exchange for some promotion would you be interested in this and every pre, i think everyone i asked said yes eventually some of them took a while but yeah, and then uh, about a month before the campaign, I sent them the prototypes that gave them some time to actually do videos on them. Mm-hmm. And then they're now during the compa- campaign, they're releasing them, along with a quick blurb in the video and a link in the description.
0: Nice, nice. So you, no, ma- did you build a mailing list or anything like that?
2: Uh, no, I've, I have about 20,000 subscribers on YouTube, so I'm somewhat... Known so it was that probably helped greatly. Like if I didn't have a yeah. YouTube presence, I'm sure I would not have had anywhere near as much success uh, getting these out.
0: That, that's that's really awesome. And where are you seeing? I mean, if you can see at the moment, where do you think most of your backers are coming from?
2: Uh, a good portion uh, are coming from YouTube. I think about half of them. There's, there's a lot of uh, direct links that I can't tell. But other mm-hmm. than that, there's a decent cu- uh, number coming from uh, photography sites, uh, review sites, uh, Google searches.
0: Okay. Did you and, and and you've gotten a healthy amount of press on here. How, did you have a press
2: outreach strategy at all that,
0: when you were before you launched?
2: Uh I was thinking of that, but I was getting enough coverage just from the uh a few videos people uh I sent the camera to a few people early on and they did some videos and that got a huge press coverage. So I I wasn't particularly concerned. It was sort of in this case it was sort of self-driving.
0: Oh. Yeah, that's awesome you're kind of one of those rare breeds uh half of these conversations that i have on the you uh, know we, we people have strategies they're doing facebook ads but you kind of you don't really yeah, have my, that i, I mean it's a strategy, great product
2: you know yeah like the strategy was youtube and that seems to have worked
0: <laughs> yeah i would say that's that's correct um so talk a little bit about you know kind of how you're feeling right now with you know 17 days to go you know you've squashed your goal you you know you've got 98 cameras you already have to make so so kind of what's what's the landscape look like over the next 17 uh, 17 days
2: uh i think that'll I'm, I'm gonna look at running starting running some ads because yeah the promotion on youtube is definitely slowing down now that people have released their videos although there will be some more videos coming out uh and other than that it's just answering questions so many emails it's hard to keep up with them uh I'm working on uh, also in parallel working on getting prototype boards ready to send out to production sort of, but a week, week and a half ahead of schedule on that, which is good. And I sort of want to maintain that. Mm-hmm. And
0: and then, you know, so like right after, I mean, after the money kind of drops then what is your first steps? What what's the first thing that gets, to, that, that starts happening?
2: Uh, ordering parts. Definitely. I got to order all of the, print circuit boards order the uh cases i've already ordered lenses uh yeah basically it's ordering parts getting i gotta do some production test jig stuff for when they all get in and i've assembled them it's basically just met, met normal manufacturing gotcha are, are there any um
0: special requirements when it comes to lenses for what your camera can uh, accept
2: uh note there's standard c mount lenses which are common for these uh, smaller sensor size cameras and those are those are readily available also pretty much every any lens you want you can also put uh nikon canon uh, and other types of lenses on with uh, with adapters
0: oh very cool very very cool awesome man this is a sweet sweet camera so so just as a company itself i mean what do you envision you know after you have this first successful product? i mean what do you envision? you know, for the brand itself, like what does the next five, 10 years possibly look like?
2: I'd like it to be the GoPro of high speed cameras. That's probably a little bit uh, <laughs> out there goal, but uh, something I'm reaching for. I'm trying to make them cameras accessible to way more people than they have been accessible to in the past.
0: Well, well, what does scale look like to you? I mean, how, you know, it's, slightly you can laugh at it now but there's a point where gopro is probably in in a similar position where they had
2: one but how do you see scaling something like this that's going to be interesting it's uh i'm at the point almost where i'm looking at getting a uh, a commercial space to start uh, moving the production into but at that point i'd start looking at contractors to uh to uh, have these built and assembled and and is this something that I mean, are you working on this full time or is this something that you kind of just do on the side? I'm pretty much doing this full time now. I was doing some contract work, but that's uh, I've sort of sort of like reduced that amount to pretty much nothing. OK.
0: And and then how about like a like team? Do you have a team around you right now helping you with this, some of the stuff?
2: Uh, yeah, I got one person helping with software. I got another guy uh, who's listed on the Kickstarter, uh, Matthew, helping doing uh, sort of low level hardware and firmware stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely. Also looking to hire a full time uh, software engineer. Well, yeah, that's seems like that's a lot of plate spinning. Uh, and, mm-hmm.
0: and, you know, and, and are you envisioning like you know it's it's kind of an intriguing place you're in right now. Do you envision yourself kind of switching over to like this CEO type of role and hiring people and like all these other things that come with it, or do you just really love building the
2: cameras and like making them? Mm-hmm. I like designing them, so I think I would switch more into that like C- CEO, CTO type role and have uh-huh. hire people to do to do assembly.
0: Okay. And, and then what's what's the entrepreneur landscape like in Vancouver I mean w- you know are, are there I, I don't, entrepreneur clubs or anything
2: like that or how, how supportive is vancouver for uh, for projects like yours there are some clubs I've never really uh, used them though uh the market the maker or entrepreneur uh, scene seems to be much better in San francisco though okay. as it is for most for most cities but it, th- there is some stuff but I've, I've pretty much been done doing this myself for Gotcha. Cool. Well, David, I mean, I don't want to take up too
0: much more of your time, but I think, I think my listeners, uh, got all the info they can out of you for, uh, for how to, how your camera works. It really looks like an intriguing product. And I know my, um, you might be getting an email from my buddy Sean here pretty soon. Cause I know he was just like, what is this? He was very giddy to check it out. Uh, um, cause he loves, loves the video work. So, uh, yeah. But I, I appreciate it, man. So thanks so much for taking some uh, some time out of your day to, to talk to my listeners about your very successful Kickstarter campaign. I, I can't thank you enough, man. Thanks for having me. Cool. Awesome. All right. How about that conversation with David, huh? Told you he had a lot of... Uh... Well, there, I had to ask a lot of questions. But it was fun. So, David, thanks again so much for taking some time out of your day to uh, chat with me and my listeners and uh, tell us about your campaign. Um, I look forward to kind of seeing your cameras out there in the world. Um, very cool. Very, very cool stuff. And, Sean, maybe we should get a couple cameras. What do you think? Huh? So, the song we're listening to right now is a song that really means actually a ton to me. It's a song called Sylvia's Desire. Uh, it was uh, part of a, an album called The Ray Stable Story that we wrote for it with a screenplay involved in it. And uh, I don't know These are some of my I think the lyrics That just have met the most to me And uh, I'm excited to share it with you So the song's called Sylvia's Desire And uh, Alright Remember Tune in a little bit later I've got another episode Coming out later today Here we go Here's, here's Sylvia's Desire
1: Long to see. Yesterday, cause it's all bottled up and the cork has plugged it shut. It's true.